Welcome tonight to Church Online and to Life Shape Prayer and Discipleship. I'm so glad you're here. Tonight's subject is a dynamic subject, and it's something that is going to happen for certain and for sure. And so get ready uh, to take some notes tonight because no doubt I'm going to cover uh, a little more ground than what you will have uh, a time to fully comprehend tonight, okay? And I trust again that you've been praying. We have been praying tonight again around 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then, God says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and heal their lands. Take time, dedicated time, hopefully more than once each week, but at least once per week as we enter into this life shape, prayer, and discipleship time together. And if you're watching this, you know, uh, uh, by video so that you can teach this particular lesson to uh, those people uh, that, that you're teaching, you know, perhaps in, you know, uh, uh, you know, some, some country, maybe, maybe English is not your first language. Don't forget, you can download the notes at if my people will, ifmypeoplewill.com, okay? And uh, I'll uh, also be sending you, if you'll just let me know, I'll send you some notes. And we will also make sure that if you need it translated into your language, that we will, uh, we're, we're pledged to help do whatever's necessary to give you the tools to disciple those around you, um, to give them a place to stand. Module one concerned redemption. You know, how do we get born again? Module two, new creation realities. What, you know, what do we get when we get saved? Module number three was new creation responsibilities. You know, what, what does God require of us once we are saved? And then module four that we're in tonight again is the future. We're in block number seven specifically, and that is concerning the tribulation. Wow. Oh, put a smile on your face. The tribulation is coming. But hey, you ought to get more excited than that because the great tribulation will be right behind it. Oh, so excited. <laughs> get excited. And let's cover this, uh, this subject tonight. We'll cover it well. Many of you people uh, uh, listening or some of you here tonight, you know, you may have a preset or preconceived or a pre-studied idea of exactly what's going to happen. In fact, uh, you know, if you've studied very much, you might know a whole lot more than I do about the tribulation because people have charts and people, you know, really get into this. This is not my best subject, but I want you to know that I am well studied for what I'm going to be sharing. And I fully 100% believe with passion everything I'm going to say to you tonight. And uh, I'm going to assume, however, that uh, that you know absolutely nothing about tribulation, that you're not even sure what, 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 what I'm talking about. And so I'm going to cover it in the next few minutes from a very basic standpoint, all right? The very basis. We're, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into some things that will intrigue you. And uh, as well, you can download the notes. Uh, you can download them at our Church on the Rock, cotr.com, or you can download them at easysermons.com, or you can download them at Church on TV or my church uh, or, or TV.net or, you know, we maintain, I think, 20-something websites and uh, you can access uh, almost everything we have from any one of them. And so maybe you want to get the notes as well uh, or take notes tonight in order to make sure that you can go back, be noble as the Bereans, and do some self-study and uh, find out a little bit more than we'll be able to cover tonight. Well, the... the you know, assuming that we know nothing, let me tell you that the tribulation is a period of seven years that's been predetermined by God in which He is going to pour out His wrath 
upon the earth and upon the nations and against the nations and the people of the earth who have um, rejected him and despised him and blasphemed him. And uh, uh, God is, is, is going to pour his anger out upon the earth. In fact, in Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 19, I'm, I'm not putting the scripture up here, but it tells us, it declares that vengeance belongs to the Lord and he will repay. This is the tribulation. It is God repaying the vengeance that belongs to him. God will have his final say. God will absolutely pour out his wrath upon the earth. Isaiah 2 tells us that all the nations will be brought together uh, to judgment, uh, and, and men will desperately seek a place to hide from God. Revelation 6 says they'll even cry for the rocks and the trees to fall upon them and the mountains to fall upon them to hide them from the face of God. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 27, tells us that, 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 uh, that there'll be such fearful looking because God's anger is going to come with judgment against his adversaries. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's very important to even realize that Luke 21 tells us that there's, that there'll be such a fearful looking in that day of the things that are happening that men's hearts will fail them for nothing more than just fear, okay? Uh, the whole book of Zephaniah, the prophet Zephaniah, the whole book is dedicated to this tribulation period. And, 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 and uh, uh, you know, uh, many of the prophets from, from King David to Daniel, you know, talked about this tribulation period to be a day of reckoning, that God is going to have his day of reckoning with the nations of the earth. Okay, We're not talking about the saints that he's mad at. We're talking about the nations of the earth. God is going to have his say and his day of reckoning with all of this world's system. Zephaniah, as I said, is, is, is completely dedicated and devoted to this tribulation. Zephaniah 3.8, for example, says this, Therefore wait for me, says the Lord, until the day I rise up to plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms, to pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger, all the earth, shall be devoured with a fire of my jealousy. This is what the Lord says. This has not come to pass yet. You know, when all, uh, when, 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 when all of this is poured out, believe me, we will know it and understand it. Well, many people want to know, you know, when is this that, 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 that men's hearts are going to be failing them for a fearful looking of things to come? When is this that men will, will be going through such turmoil and tragedy and tribulation and trials that they will cry for the very rocks and the mountains to fall on them? When is this? When is the end going to come? When will the tribulation be? Well, that's a good question. And that's the question that the disciples ask Jesus. And Jesus, in answering them, listened to what he said when they said, Lord, when, when will the end be? When will we know this? Matthew 24, 14, Jesus begins to answer this. And he says this, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end shall come. <laughs> what is he saying? Well, we're launching from, from Jesus' perspective of the tribulation. The tribulation will not come until the church shall have done her work on the earth and this gospel shall have gone out to all the world as a witness to all nations. 
and then the end shall come. I think he answered that fairly directly, and I think it's a much passed over scripture and a much passed over concept whenever we are trying to determine when will the tribulation be here. When will the last days and the end be here? Let me tell you, the end will not come until the church has done her duty, done her job, and fulfilled her purpose in the earth. Our... Uh, our, our story continues, if it will, with Jesus uh, continuing to explain what will happen in the midst of that tribulation time. Verse 15 of Matthew 24 says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, Whoever reads this, let him understand. Uh, Jesus here is pointing to a very specific event. When, and, and he ties it to Daniel and his 70 weeks. And he talks about this abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. He said, when you see that, you better watch out. He's giving them signs of the end. You see, the tribulation period, a seven-year period, is broken down into two, three and one-half-year periods, okay? Two, three, you know, the tribulation and the great tribulation. Daniel sees and Revelation confirms that this dividing point between these two, three-and-a-half-year periods is determined by when the Antichrist shows up in the midst of the tribulation when he reveals himself by stepping into the temple that will be rebuilt during the first part of the tribulation, the temple that will be rebuilt in Jerusalem, when the Antichrist reveals himself by stepping into that temple, by stopping the sacrifices, and by declaring himself to be God, then that's when we shift into the second part of that tribulation period. These two periods will also be marked by the fact that in the first three and a half years of the tribulation, two witnesses will arise. The Bible calls them the candlesticks of the Lord. These witnesses will be given power to shut up the heavens and a fire will go forth from their mouth to devour those who try to stop them from testifying and prophesying the will and the glory and the word of the Lord. They will stand, the Bible says, for 1,260 days and they will prophesy and no one shall be able to shut them up. People will come and try to to hurt them and try to kill them and try to stop them and fire will go out of their mouth and devour them and they will stand and declare the word and the witness and the will of God against all the enemies of God and it will be such a, such a difficulty for people to hear these things and they will anguish and they will hate these two witnesses for three and a half years, 1,260 days and then the beast will rise out of the bottomless pit and he will kill these two witnesses. He will not only kill these two witnesses, but when he does kill them, people all over the world will start to have parties. The Bible says that they will give gifts to one another. They will be so excited and so happy that somebody finally shut these preachers up. 
That somebody finally, you see, because the implication is that they are the great witness in the first three and a half years of the tribulation. That they are the great witness to the world and, 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 and all the world sees them as their bodies are killed and they lay in the streets for three and a half days. They, they, they will not even be allowed to be buried because everyone is so excited because they've been killed and these preachers and this witness and this testimony has been stopped as they lay in the streets for three and a half days, their bodies baking in the sun. Yet in the third day, in, in the middle of that third day, the Spirit of God will re-enter their bodies and bring them back to life. They will be resurrected and all the world shall see them rise up in the heavens together. And then that Antichrist that be, will get into the temple. He will absolutely uh, do away with the peace treaty that is promised to Israel. And, and when Israel has had peace, now they will begin to have turmoil because he will declare himself to be. God in the temple in Jerusalem. Wow. Uh, that, uh, that begins a new day. The great tribulation. Matthew 24, again, Jesus continuing in verse 21. For then there shall be great tribulation. Then there will be great tribulation such as not been seen since the beginning of the world and the end until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. You see, many people will be saved during the tribulation period. Many people will be saved, some as a result of, of, of the horrible you know, uh, catastrophes that are happening. Some people will turn to Jesus because they have been hearing about him so long and, and all of a sudden they are faced in the, in the beginning of the tribulation in that first three and a half years, even though Israel has peace yet, the rest of the world is being conquered by this, by this spirit that's going forth to conquer and, 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 and to bring devastation. And, and many people under the catastrophes that are happening in their lives will turn to the Jesus they have heard about, will turn to the God that they have known in their mind and their dad and their grandmother and, and great grand all told them about and they some people will turn uh, simply because of the witness and the testimony of these two candlesticks of the Lord that 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 relentlessly day and night do not cease to give testimony to the glory of God and and uh, uh, performing miracles shutting up the heavens and 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 and, and such uh, and 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 some people, will get born again because they hear the message of a very special angel that is sent out from heaven during the tribulation period. A very special angel that is sent out with, uh, with a message to proclaim the good news to all the inhabitants of the earth. Proclaiming the gospel. You see, God is a redemptive God. Many people will be born again and martyred during the tribulation period. Many will come to Christ. But even with all of the forewarnings and even with, you know, what appears to us today that, that, that we are marching closer and closer, faster and faster, approaching Armageddon. Even with everything that God does to bring judgment and to attempt to bring repentance and to share His glory with the earth. From His two witnesses to the special angels sent from heaven. Yet, the nations of this world will still fail to surrender themselves to God. In fact, they will grow more vehement 
in their blasphemy. They will become so angry with God and angry with the concept of God. And all of their vile wickedness will continue to pour forth from them. Some people have imagined in times past, or some people even today, uh, if you read enough people, you'll find that some people imagine that the tribulation is upon us, you know, that we have, that we're in the tribulation. Let me tell you for certain, we are not in the tribulation. The tribulation has not begun. When the tribulation begins, you will know it, okay? Those of, 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 of you that believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, or those of us that believe in a pre-tribulation, you know, uh, I'm hoping we're out here. That'd be a good sign, all right? Uh, uh, you know, if you believe in a mid-tribulation rapture, you'll know nonetheless. Uh, Post-tribulation rapture, you'll still know when the tribulation begins. The tribulation will be marked with, with such uh, uh, drastic changes and devastation and destruction and death that you will not miss when the tribulation begins. When the seals begin to be opened... Devastation, destruction, and war, and famine, and death will be on such a mass scale that no one will be able to deny that it has begun. A seven-year peace treaty will be offered to Israel, and Israel will be allowed to rebuild their temple, to possess Jerusalem and rebuild the temple when these things began, and peace is in Israel, the rest of the world, as I said, is in turmoil. The fourth horseman of the apocalypse, riding his pale horse, will be given power to bring devastation, destruction, and death to one-fourth of the population of the world in one swath. That is almost two billion people that will face such devastation, destruction, and death all in one moment at the beginning of this first part of the seven-year period. These, as the Bible says, will only be the beginning of sorrows. It gets worse every day in every way. And the godless society of this world system will be allowed to run its ungodly course. Some argue that the church is yet unclean in the earth, that we are even yet unworthy, that we therefore must go through the tribulation period in order to cleanse and purify and purge the church and believers so that we can be accepted by God. Let me tell you, nothing could be farther from the truth. Whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, nothing could be farther from the truth. You see, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and every believer individual is cleansed and purged and purified by nothing less than the blood of Jesus Christ. Hardship and hurt and pain and all the tribulation can do nothing. The blood of Christ is that which cleanses and purges and purifies. And it's by that blood and on that blood alone we stand clean before God. You see, the tribulation is not a Protestant purgatory to somehow get the church ready for heaven. That's not, that's not the truth at all. Jesus is not going to beat his bride up so that when he marries her, 
She'll be anxiously and nervously tiptoeing on pins and needles, afraid to ever make him mad again. That's not the picture of what Jesus is going to do. The tribulation is a cleansing opportunity for the sinner. The tribulation is a cleansing opportunity for all those who have ungodly committed their ungodly deeds, which they ungodly embrace. It's a judgment on sin. It's an opportunity for sinners to repent. On another note, have you ever seen in the book of Revelation how many sevens they are? There are, you know, so many sevens. Look at these. These are the sevens in the book of, 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 of Revelation. Seven churches, seven spirits of God, seven golden lampstands, seven stars, seven flaming torches, seven seals, seven horns, uh, and seven eyes on the lamb, seven trumpets, seven thunders, seven heads and diadems on the dragon, seven heads on the sea beast, seven plagues, seven bowls, seven mountains, and seven kings. I mean seven. The seven is, 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 is a number of completion. This is just in the book of Revelation. Sevens everywhere. God is doing a complete work once and for all, so he'll never have to do it again. That's the tribulation. It's a putting an end to everything that is not holy and pure and righteous. And by the way, church, you are. It's not a putting an end to you. A judging of the church. A judging of the believer. That's not what it's about. Tribulation is not aimed at the believer at all. The seven seals make way for the seven trumpets, and the seven trumpets make way for the seven bowls of wrath to be poured out. You can read all of this and uh, 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 in, in, in read the book of Revelation. Uh, from the painful sores to the heat waves, from the water turning into blood to the thick darkness which will cover the earth, from demons working miracles to the last great global earthquake with a seventh bowl of wrath that's poured out upon the earth that, that, that causes all the cities and the nations to collapse. You know, all of these things which come upon the earth, these tribulations, yet man, the world system, and the wicked nations will not repent. In all of this, wickedness will just intensify. And wicked people will intensify their hatred of God and their blasphemy of His holy name. With the seventh bowl... Heaven will declare that it is done. And afterwards, Jesus returns to set his feet down upon the Mount of Olives. He returns with his saints to wage war against the Antichrist and his armies at the Battle of Armageddon and wins the day. You know, in all of this tribulation, in all of the book of Revelation, and in, in all that God has to say about bringing judgment and putting a final end to everything that is happening, in everything that He says, from, from the sores to the thick darkness to the water turning to blood to the great earthquake, in all of the judgments, all of the tribulations, in all of the riders, uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and, and all of the trouble that will come to the earth, and the great tribulation, the signs and wonders and miracles, and the Antichrist 
putting every person to death who will not follow him and who will not take the mark of the beast. And, 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 and you know, in all of these troubles and God pouring out the wrath of his indignation upon the earth to bring a final and full judgment on sin and wickedness forever. In all of that, yet in Revelation we still find seven blessings. Look at these. The seven blessings in the midst of all this tribulation and woe. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. <laughs> Boy, you know, I think I just read this more often. <laughs> Blessed are the dead who from now on die in the Lord. God puts a special blessing on those who are martyred. Those who, who come to Christ and who die in Christ during this period. They're given a very special place in heaven, their souls under the altar, under the throne of God. Again, number three, blessed is the one who stays awake, who stays alert, who stays engaged and keeps their clothes on so that they do not appear naked, the Bible says. I mean, you know, blessed are those who, who are awake and alert, clothed and ready. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Wow. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection, for they shall not take part in the second death. The second death will have no power over them. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. There are six of those blessings. The seventh blessing is found in the last few verses this is the, you know, of the last chapter, of the last thing that God has to say. Blessed are those who wash their robes, they will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Wow. What do we wash our robes in? Nothing less than the blood of Jesus Christ. Blessed are those whose robes are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. We will be invited into that city and we will be allowed to partake of the tree of life. This brings us to our important points for this evening. Important point number one. The tribulation is a seven-year period in which God will pour out the wrath, His wrath upon the earth. Point number two. The tribulation period is not a Protestant purgatory in which believers or the church pays for their sins and are cleansed. Important point number three. Many people will be saved, martyred, and taken to heaven during the tribulation period. Important point number four. The beginning of the tribulation will be marked by a false peace treaty offered to Israel which allows for the rebuilding of the temple. Important point number five. The midpoint of the tribulation will be known when the Antichrist breaks that treaty and enters into the temple and declares himself to be God. This begins the great tribulation period. Important point number six. God will bring conclusion to the tribulation when Jesus returns with his saints in white raiment to defeat the Antichrist and his armies at the Battle of Armageddon. Important point number seven. 
the end of the tribulation period will give way for the millennial reign of Christ upon the earth. We'll talk about that millennial reign next week. God bless you.